Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. And we are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, I thought we could spend a little bit of time today talking about self-help. Oh, I'm all about self-help. Right? Me too. Well, I ran across a book a while ago while doing yoga. So it's a common book used in the yoga practice, at least where I go. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz, and it is The Four Agreements. Have you heard of this? I have not. Yeah, so I love it. I will give you a copy because I think it's super good, and I think you will enjoy it. Uh, It is basically these four agreements that if you make them, uh, you will achieve personal freedom and true happiness if you choose to practice them, right? So if you agree to them and you work through them, you practice them daily, then it is this guide to getting to personal freedom and happiness. Oh, I like that term, personal freedom. I do too. So I thought we could talk about the four agreements individually and then come back to that term and whether or not we think would going through these agreements get us to a place of personal freedom? Okay, let's you do, do it? it. Yes. Okay, so the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. What does that do for you, Jill? What does that resonate? Impeccable with my word. Yes. Definitely. What I say is what I am. Mm-hmm. I like that. And... That is a feeder to my reputation. Yes. So we always say actions are stronger than words. Mm-hmm. But when you first talk with someone, your words is what you use to communicate. So I like that word impeccable because you're holding yourself to a high standard. Absolutely. And I think, too, if we think of impeccable as being faultless, then we should be really considering how can my words be without fault, right? So am I holding myself to a standard in which I am articulating truth? Uh, Because just because I share an opinion... It is an opinion. It may not be the truth, and it may not be someone else's truth. Yes. Right? That's good to distinguish. Right? It's a perspective. Right. Right. And so the other side I think of that being faultless is uh, whether or not can something come back to me, right? So have I been true to if I'm talking about someone have I truly portrayed them and would I stand up to what I say right would I stand behind what I say whether it's positive or negative right if I if I'm gossiping should I be gossiping yes check yourself check it the thing also that just crossed my mind is if you're not impeccable with your word then that means you constantly have to be checking yourself, like, oh, what did I say to so-and-so? <laughs> Who did I say this to? Who's got time for that? Mm-hmm. So it's really about living with integrity with your word. 
Absolutely. I think speaking with love and truth and most importantly, integrity. Definitely. That to me is what comes out when I think of being impeccable. Yeah, because I can't imagine trying to keep track of all of the conversations I have. And if I didn't show up with true, without fault words, Mm -hmm. I couldn't keep track of that. Right, absolutely. No way, right? I'm not chasing down the lies, right? No. I can't be the gatekeeper either of them. I think also not just what comes out, Jill, but what I'm bringing in. So what am I bringing towards me and being mindful of what's coming at me and that it too is positive, that it is loving, that it is supportive and hopefully it's impeccable, right? So if I'm radiating that, hopefully I'm getting, I'm um, being a magnet for it as well. I like that. I just came across something recently that talked about your environment. Mm-hmm. Your environment is made up of people, things, words. And so I think that to keep it clean and to keep yourself surrounded with how you want to live, you have to keep that impeccable, you know, boundary on everything. Mm -hmm. That's really important. And it's your responsibility. It's not anyone else's. It is your responsibility. And when you surround your, you you absorb what you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. If you surround yourself with conniving, (laughs) liars, uh, people that can't manage things responsibly Mm -hmm. that's what you absorb and then you think that's okay right so like you said you are responsible how you're going to live and surround yourself with the right environment absolutely and that does lead us into the second agreement and that is don't take anything personally so i think that what others do are just projections of their reality They don't have to be a part of yours. And so if that is the case, that has nothing to do with you. That's theirs. That's their reality. You, again, need to be responsible for what you are surrounding yourself with and what your reality is. So if, if you're true to that, then it makes it a little bit easier not to take something personally because you're owning responsibility for everything that's around you and you wouldn't put something in your reality that you don't want. Yeah, that reminds me of something I've read over and over that what someone else thinks about you is none of your business. That's right. I agree. You know, and this can be a hard one for people. It is hard for me sometimes. Yeah. I typically don't care what people think of me but when it is my group I that is like my my people are my people and so that's I think where I have a hard time of not taking things personally and we'll get into one where why I think a lot of times we do take personally things so I it is hard because you you want I think that we have this need to be liked. We have this need to belong. 
And so we fill in some gaps and we fill in that need with, well, of course it has to be about me. How could it not be about me, right? And so sometimes we lead with our ego. Yes. Instead of really upholding a a positive self-concept that we have. We're really just feeding our ego. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's like when you walk into um, a room or something like that, you think all eyes, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. what's going on? (laughs) Everyone's looking at me. That is not the case. That is not the case. Right. You are not the all-important person holding this world together. Mm Mm-hmm. And people are not waiting on your every move so that they know how to conduct themselves. That is baloney. It is. And if you take that energy that you focus on that and and shoot it back to yourself, give it back to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the self-improvement. Right. Yeah, just because you believe something doesn't mean it is true. It's just what you believe, Believe. right? And and you change that script in your head then. That's right. You just change it. Just change it. That's right. So that does, again, so these all lead into, you know, one upon the other. So the third agreement is don't make assumptions. Mm Mm-hmm. That is important. So many times... We make assumptions because we're in an uncomfortable situation and we want to see the whole picture. So we make these assumptions. It's kind of like silence. You know, people get uncomfortable if they're silent, so then they feel like they have to talk. Right. And so people make assumptions because they want to create this picture. They can't live with this ambiguity. And more often than not, if you have patience, and you let it play out, there's a turn in there you didn't even see coming. There's more information out there that was not apparent to you. Mm -hmm. And if you think about decisions that you would have made if you had not stopped in your tracks and said, whoa, wait a minute, there's got to be more to this Mm -hmm. than meets the eye, whether these are decisions in your personal life, your work life, taking a pause... And looking for the information, waiting for it to come to you, and then doing an evaluation on information and not opinions and what you think and conjectures, you know, that is going to give you a true picture. It will. I am curious by nature, and I like to say that I am curious, not critical, And I ask a lot of questions. And I think that in order to get rid of assumptions, that helps. Ask questions. Seek clarity. Seek to understand. And I love that part where you're talking about silence. Like I do think people fill in silence because they are uncomfortable. I actually enjoy silence. And I have learned... When I ask questions, if I just let it sit there in the silence, people will start to talk. Because sometimes that uncomfortability sparks then the conversation. So just launch a question. You don't have to have unnecessary chitter chat, right? Like just 
ask a question, launch it out there, and then wait. Just give it a pause. The conversation will start. And I agree, it could lead you down this winding road of discovery. And then you're not coming to conclusions on your own. Those gaps are being filled in with information that's coming directly at you. Yeah, I mean, think about a child growing up. Mm -hmm. How do they learn? They ask. They ask questions. Yes, Jill. And you think they have to ask the most basic questions Mm -hmm. because they don't know. Right. They're seeking to understand. Yes, that's the important thing. Seek to understand, not to be understood. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And so then if you seek to understand... It, go, it feeds back into two and one, right? So it helps you then not take things personally because you have a higher level of understanding of where someone's coming from, what they're talking about, and you're engaging with them differently. And if you are impeccable with your words, if you clearly articulate what you want, if you are truthful, if you express what you want, you might just get it. Right. Yes. I think it's about listening Mm -hmm. and the communication back and forth and keeping your mind open and available for that information that's new that you did not know before because you were making assumptions. Right. And it comes with intention, right? You have to be intentional about not making assumptions because again, we very quickly just fill in to our own conclusions. So that leads us into agreement number four and that is always do your best. Always do your best. That is something that I feel that I've known since I was little. Just do your best because that's all you can do Mm -hmm. is your very best. And I think that you need to define best for you. Your best is not someone else's. It isn't in comparison to the person next to you who you may or may not know. It's not keeping up with the Joneses. It is being meaningful and intentional with who you are, what you want, and what you are going after. You know, and we have to remember, every single one of us, we are all unique. There is no one else in the world like Casey. That's right. There isn't. No one. That's it. And that, to me, is like so wonderful. And so it's the uniqueness that you have that you always do your best. And you do this for your own development. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, for me, it's it's about you. Yes. Because when you know you are doing your best... You do not let anyone down. Mm-hmm. You most certainly never want to let yourself down. Your best is always justifiable. Oh, yeah. Right? And so hopefully if you believe that and you know you have done your best, you can dispel that negative self-talk, the self-judgment that we have, and any regret that you might tend to have right yeah just get rid of it because you once again you get to define what best is and then you get to go after it I like defining what best is because Mm -hmm. there are days 
when you may not be feeling your best mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. you just, you know, maybe something didn't agree with you, you're not feeling your best. So maybe you're not going to um, do the full workout today, but you're going to modify. Sure. You know, but you are doing your best mm-hmm. for that situation. That's right. You know, because at the end of the day, you never want to let yourself down. Right. You never want to let yourself down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too big of a deal for your own development. I agree. All right, so be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. Do you think these four agreements, if we were to stand by them, could we achieve personal freedom and true happiness? So let's first talk about what do you think, Jill, when I say personal freedom, what does that mean to you? What do you think of personal freedom? That is like being out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do anything I want to do. Mm-hmm. The sad part when I think about that is how do we get in jail? Right. How do we put ourselves in jail? That's and right. it, no one else puts us there. That's it. How do we put ourselves in jail? Because that's sad. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to self-respect, loving yourself, wanting the very best for yourself, and being gracious with your abilities on what you can do because there's nothing like freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I do believe these four agreements, your word, you're living behind your word, you're not taking anything personally because you're focusing on your development. You're not making the assumptions because you don't want to be misunderstanding of someone else and their mm-hmm. situation and always doing your best. I think what more could you ask of yourself? Right. So for not knowing the book, I think you might have been able to write it Oh, because I do think that these four could absolutely lead us to our own personal freedom because I think you nailed it, Jill. 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 She's putting me in jail. nailed it, Jill, that we do put ourselves in jail with this negative self-talk, with making assumptions about other people, filling in the gaps with information that is just really maybe our perception, our reality, but it isn't the truth. With taking things personally, oh my goodness, taking things personally, and then not being expressive truthfully and articulately about what our wants and our needs are, and then that really truly creating a barrier for us to be at our best. And I think then when we don't feel that we have those personal freedoms, we aren't finding happiness. We're not finding joy. We are not hopeful. And that's when we want to stay in bed and we want to pull those covers up over our head. Now, don't get me wrong. We're all humans. So we have these days, right? We have days where, you know what? It's a rainy, soggy day. I'm not feeling at my best. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do me. But I go back to, that might be the best that I have to offer the world in that day, in that moment, in that time. 
we're such complex humans. We're made up of so many different things. But I do think fundamentally these four agreements, if we could put time and energy into them and we could, again, radiate them and then be a magnet for them, we would be free, we would be happy, we would be joyful. That would be the ultimate way to live. No doubt about it. And that, it can happen. It's possible. Um, there's nothing better than to be free of who you are so that you can have that energy of joy and put it out there. Because there's so much negativity and sad people that we have to put this hope and joy out there. It's got it's to happen. You don't have to live the way you're living. We don't. No. So we hope that you get something out of this. If you want more information, check out the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And with that, we'll leave you on a high note with hope. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.